0: water in his veins. I couldn't think of a better place
1: to
2: end the street than Death Valley.
0: Welcome back to the Clemson Podcast. Clemson secured a commitment from a four-star recruit over the weekend, solidifying its spot as a basketball school. Xavier Thomas is the only Tiger to have fun in Miami. Clemson is 4-3, and three, and life has been better. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Nick, joined tonight by Ben and Jarrett. We are the Clemson Podcast, here to recap the Miami game. 28-20 to 20 lost guys in double overtime. This one stings, and I think we're running out of stuff to talk about. True. I've got uh,
2: a big, uh, I don't know, it's like a big, it's like a flashbang went off next to my head when I try to remember what this game was like. I just feel disappointed and like all of the things we've said was going to happen over the last few years, even before I was on this uh, podcast. It's like you guys have been harping on this stuff and it's like it's just coming more and more true every week. This is the year that it's just like all the rotting is like making us cade in.
1: Well, I vividly remembered what happened. So let me illustrate it for you. We're heading into the fourth quarter. It is 17 to seven, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, we've got this. We've got this. We've got this. There's no way we lose this. I took under 45 and we got this. Forty eight double overtime. What the
0: hell? Ben's locks turned out to be not so lucky. I mean, how do you how do you lose that? You're up by
1: 10 in the fourth quarter, 24 points. How do you lose? How do you lose at that point in the game? I tell you how you lose, you beat yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what it seemed like Clemson was doing all game long was trying to keep from losing to itself. Miami did little to nothing until the fourth quarter Um, Had every opportunity to, to put that game away very early on Uh the first touchdown. Yeah, that was a not great look by the defense, but that was points off turnovers, right? So that's at least on the drive after a turnover and that continues to play this team all the way around. I mean, there's, there's really nothing else to say than what we've already said. It's coaching. Mm-hmm. All comes down to coaching and Dabo's is going to have to make some hard decisions. I don't even think there to be hard decisions in the offseason. I think they're obvious decisions. He's just going
2: to have to do it mm-hmm.
0: hard for him. Difficult based on the rhetoric and Dabo landness that he's built. Um, I guess guys, if we want to try to make it interesting or have some hot takes here, um, we can drill in a little bit. So some of the things we've seen repeat themselves a bit and I'll just, cut right to the chase with the Cade Klubnick play on fourth and one in overtime, double overtime. Um, Gotta have it. I don't think Cade thought it was third down, Um, but what do you guys make of him essentially? I mean, either one of two things are true. Dabo's telling the truth and it actually was a design run play handoff to Shipley and Cade said, nah, I'm going to keep it. I I saw something or whatever. Or do you think it actually was an RPO and Gabo is just protecting this guy for some weird reason? Uh, If it's the former, is Cade losing faith in his coaching staff to call the right plays? And is he taking this into his own hands?
1: Well, I think it's already come out from both confirming that it was a design run play up the middle. Um, Which A, why was it a design run play up the middle? Um, And B, yes, why is Cade changing the play from his, uh, offensive coordinator, um, going at it on his own. Maybe it's because he knew it was a dumb play call. <laughs> there was no way in hell they were going to run it up the middle. Um, cause they hadn't been able to do that all game. Um, and so he went with something else. He said he saw something else. So, I mean, I don't hate him for it. You know, the kids trying to win I, again, not highly confident in the play call it was supposed to be. Um, and yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean I think that really again comes down to the coaching and whether or not Gabo has control of this team like has he lost this team I mean you, you alluded to the issue with Xavier Thomas a six year guy um you know in the opening having to miss this game uh yeah. we'll, we'll let you find the rumors on the internet um but yeah I don't know it's it's we thought the decline had kind of stopped, but I think the obvious thing is is we're not rock bottom yet. Clemson football is not rock bottom yet. Maybe that happens sometime this season. It could be a loss to South Carolina. It could be missing a bowl game. Because I could certainly see us not winning two games the rest of the year based on how we played the last two games.
0: Yeah, Ben. I think. I mean, the I think rock bottom. Over. Rock bottom could mean the season with the worst record. Like this could be a low point. Clemson could improve on this record next year and subsequent seasons if the right changes are made. I think rock bottom starts to come when you have starters, people we banked on returning as starters starting to transfer and yeah. you can't replace them with talent. You choose not to replace them with experienced talent because you shot yourself off from the portal. You don't improve the coaching staff to identify talent, recruit talent and develop talent that you do get. I think there's like a, a doom loop or a death spiral or whatever you want to call it that could rear its head. Um, but no, yeah, I, we're not at rock bottom for this season yet. There could definitely be more painful losses yet to come. When um, I read
2: more about the last play and I watched it, you know, there there was some speculation that like, because Sage Janus comes from right to left and blocks, kicks out to block, that it looks like, you know, that could have been an RPO and you know either way if, it, if it's an rpa or if it's if it's a straight give like the wrong thing happened um because the defensive end crashes so maybe if he's reading the d end okay defensive end crashes but the linebacker is washing behind the defensive line with eyes on k just like spying kate and so like the defensive end crashes i'm pretty sure runs into innis and um <clears throat> the left tackle and then as soon as he does that kind of hits that guy, but the linebacker is coming free and like, you're not going to outrun a linebacker. That's got a head, head start of, you know, four or five steps on you. So, um, yeah, people speculate like, okay, if it was a design run, why didn't Shipley like fight for it or whatever? And look like he had some space off to the side. Um, but I think either way, I think when Cade goes to put that ball in Shipley's stomach, it's like, he just knows, like if Cade knows he's going to pull it, like he's not even, Regardless of what the play call is, he's not even fully like putting it on his stomach. He's just grabbing it and run, running with it, and you know it's nothing Shipley can do to oversell that. um, the The decision making—he's a young guy. Uh, it, it's kind of funny we called for him all for the through the DJ uh, shenanigans, and you know it's kind of like we got what we we got, we got, and then people are calling for CV, and he's probably a good kid, but like there's a reason he's not even red. There's a reason he's not even third on the depth chart you know? Yeah. So and I think the decision-making is, is sus.
1: I mean, the, the, the play is what it is at this point. I mean, both Davo and, and, club make have come out at this point and admitted to it. Oh, yeah. called called at the middle. So I, I think that's not the issue. I think the issue is that just we're talking about it in the first place. Right. Um, And it's just, right. You know, sure just to come a, out of that
0: play. Yeah.
1: But it's, sure. it's these things that just keep happening you know, throughout this season that all points to poor coaching. And we can keep on talking our way around things, trying to figure out what's wrong with this Clemson team. But what's wrong with this Clemson team is they have terrible coaching. They're not a well-coached team. And a lot of people need to be let go and replaced at the end of the Mm year, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, And I'm at the point where I think you bring back Riley. um, You get rid of everybody else. you, You clean house. And you let Riley have input on who you're going to mm-hmm. replace those guys with. Um, you need to go out and find an uh, offensive line coach with proven experience, um, mm-hmm. whether in the college ranks or the NFL. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. the first thing you need to go and do. Is And let those
2: coaches bring staff, too. Yeah,
1: let them bring anything better than what's here now. <laughs> yeah.
2: For the love of God. Do you remember after the loss to Duke? And then I think Cade, Cade was saying, like, well, you know, that 2016 team had a I had one loss in the schedule and came back to win it all. And it's like we were immediately like rolling our eyes like, buddy, what we just saw versus Duke was nowhere near what anything like the 2016 looked like. And it's like now the narrative is Davo saying like, yes, yeah, it's like 2010 team. It's like so we went from a Natty winning team to a 6-7 and seven team based on a couple of games. But it's like we saw the 2010 team after the Duke game. Like we immediately saw it.
1: Yeah, but we held out hope, right? Like we held out hope that um that was just your young sophomore quarterback has only started you know two games or one game, uh-huh. two games in his one game in his career. Um and you know, you were a little bit rusty. Duke was better than we thought they were and we just had to work out the kinks in this new offense with Garrett Riley and you know CSU obviously happened got better. FSU was a better yeah. game. Then you had Florida State, and you're like, okay, well, we still made mistakes, but we can play yeah. with really good football yeah. teams, right? And there's still a lot left to play for um, in this season. Then we saw Wake Forest. Then we saw what we saw against Miami coming off a of bye week. You know, we are who we think we are. We, we are what we see on the field. Um yeah, the I-Tests
0: mean, don't lie this year.
1: Yeah, honestly, at this point, I think the goal for the season is beat South Carolina, get through it. Get rid of a lot of people. the <laughs> Yeah. Of, and just start fresh next year. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm going to the Notre Dame game. I hope we win that game. I don't see us anyway in hell winning that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could get beat get beat in raleigh against north carolina state i think georgia tech could beat us i know north carolina will probably beat us south carolina yeah. could beat us like this like this bad it is really bad right now
2: yeah controversial hot take here um i kind of want us to have all those losses because at that point there's absolutely zero place to hide and pump sh- sunshine from like yeah it's yeah. gonna suck but like it's kind of like do you want this If you have a loose tooth do you want to like pull it out or do you want to just like keep eating stuff and hurting it and like just slowly rotting it out of your mouth it's like just yank this thing out i think a big a season of a ton of losses like that would be what causes Neff and um, clemson president and limits all, all of them to just say this has got to change
1: well except the, the thing is with your teeth is you know you don't have a bunch of younger teeth like that you're trying to impress to keep on so that they come and uh you know they fill the gap the next year um so we still got to do that like you don't want to yeah. completely bond this season because i mean i already think that we're probably we may have some decommitments. uh my biggest fear is we're going to start seeing actual impact players starter level uh going to the portal because the culture is Davo likes to talk about. It's not good in Death Valley mm-hmm. right now. It just nah, is. It's,
2: it's all over the place.
1: Yeah. And um, you can see it, you know, with, between Shipley yelling at CJ, Cade going rogue and changing the playing call, uh, play calls, XT having a little bit too much fun the night before in Miami. Like, it's indicative of culture rot. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. start to wonder, you know, Davo, Davo's been at this, you know, head coach and sort what interim coach in 2008, right? That was a completely diff- different generation of players. And yeah. I'm wondering if there is a disconnect now as he's gotten older um, between himself and how to deal with this current generation um, of, of football players. And he hasn't proven yet to be able to to manage that successfully.
0: I will say, guys, I have seen or heard a lot of people be like, well, how good was Dabo a coach to begin with? Isn't this all a couple of generational QBs and Brent Venables? And to that I say, Dabo is the guy that brought them to Clemson. Dabo hired them. He recognized their talent. He was able to recruit them. He was able to mm-hmm. surround them with the environment. So I think Dabo, I don't think that's necessarily like a fair take to him. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I think what's really happened, and we've said this, I don't know how many times on this show, I think he just, decide, like, he he's a victim of his own success, and now he thinks he can do it his way, and what his mm-hmm. way is, is not congruent with winning football in 2021, yeah. 22, 23, in this era, with where the sport has gone. Ben, I think there may be something, too, you know, being potentially out of touch with the modern needs of the modern college football star. Um that could be true, but I I sort of re- want to reject the notion that like Dabo's just the cheerleader CEO guy and you know couldn't isn't he just got lucky with a couple of a couple of recruits and a really good DC hire for a yeah, while. I mean now yeah I'll be I mean, the first one to say though we miss Venables for keeping Dabo, you know, humble and somewhat challenging some of the decision making um over the years like i I absolutely believe that's true we miss brent venables make no Uh mistake but i want to stand up a little bit for dabo and he built this program He, he deserves the credit for the success
1: well of course absolutely it's not like nick saban is over there coaching up two and three stars and winning national championships you know he's loaded as well with generational talent and a ton of kids in the nfl right and he gets the top-notch coaches out there and oh maybe that's the missing piece of the puzzle getting the top-notch coaches out there to teach the top-notch kids how to play football um maybe maybe that's the remedy i don't and and my hope is i think it's obvious i think it's completely obvious my hope is that Dabo sees that at least now and i think he has to maybe he saw it towards the end of last year and that was you know only given the one-year extensions um, to, uh-huh. a, to a majority of the coaching staff, maybe he knew it after the Duke loss and he's just trying to keep, um, uh, morale up, you know, obviously he's come after the fan base and we can talk about that. I mean, that was another absolutely stick your foot in the mouth mm. moment, um, yeah. to do that. And then to go and have that showing against Miami, <laughs> you know, just don't call out the fans yeah. that, that just uh-huh. is not, that's not going to get you anywhere with anybody,
2: you know? Um, yeah. and, and you're making including
0: a- folks who ultimately sign the, sign the checks. Yeah. Your very mm-hmm. large checks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
2: so
1: that was misguided. It's also not the first time he's done that. So davo's learning how to lose. I mean, the guy. You know, he, he was, he was, yeah. he was, he was fine with losing when he was an underdog. Um, because there was always yeah. like, okay, we're going to bounce back and blah, 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 blah. But now we're just, it's not even about bouncing back. It's just trying to peel yourself up off the ground,
0: you know? Right. He does look pained, yeah. guys. It does look to be affecting him and his demeanor. Um, that now, that said, I saw a video clip of him make a very off-color suicide watch joke. Uh, yeah, that's he not very appreciated. He apologize. he did, yeah, he did. But read the read the f room. Yeah, yeah, not the moment for yeah. those jokes. Uh, or yeah. or the moment in our in our culture, but also just but, you know, you're you're criticizing the fan base. Cool. and then saying shit like that i don't know not my favorite you, you're right he does look way more pained than i've ever seen him
2: when he was talking about that loss or like trying to explain why Cade, you know uh, made that decision and all those kinds of stuff like just looked quiet and beat down and speechless i mean he did somebody called in i guess on the show today whatever and asked him about if he considered coaching changes in the off season. and he was kind of like very brushing it off like well you know I love our guys and I love our coaches. You know, I'm just trying to get to one and know this week. So, last maybe last week,
1: he, last week, he said, um, this is about the best group of coaches we've mm-hmm. ever had here.
2: Yeah. I, I don't believe that. And no one else does. And when you say, <laughs> when you consistently say things that no one, uh, believes, it's like the emperor has no clothes. It's like we know that you're yeah. full of shit.
0: Yeah. So so that means we we shouldn't trust anything else you say basically mm-hmm. like it's just killing I, your credibility and, and he I, just doesn't need to say those things no
1: you know? and that's I think that's what what gets under people's skin more than anything um, you know we all love Davo for his rah rah rawness right mm-hmm. and um, kind of his goofiness in that regard but then we also need a coach that when we look this bad and we're losing like this, like take it seriously and and be accountable. Like Nick Saban Mm -hmm. is going to be up there, you know, saying those things. He will say the team is not, you may not say it's not a good football team, but certainly say they're not playing good football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah.
0: That's the part, Ben, you just hit on it. Like, it's just, it's, it was, it was embarrassing just to see the, the kind of state of the, it's not embarrassing to lose. Like it truly mm -hmm. isn't, but just to see, I think what's embarrassing is basically the, not taking it seriously component or just think essentially thinking we're idiots yeah Um, it's it's tough man
2: 1.5 percent of us are idiots sure
0: yeah
1: and see we clearly are because he's trying to fool us with that math and that math is
0: bullshit (laughs) yeah
2: yeah i was thinking also too that it's like imagine if you had a Fortune 500 company that only hired high school kids, that decided to only hire high school kids and only promote within, and never hire external talent. Like how long would that company stick
0: around? I don't know, but you it can't. sure as
1: hell was better back in the day when you didn't have to pay the high school kids, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, stuff changed, the market changed, and like, I mean, Dabo, this is, what, this is what we need to do, guys. Pull our money together. Listeners, we'll find a way for you to contribute. And we yep. need to just buy up some billboards. Sorry, Tom Wincop. We're going to take him over for a week or two. And just run Dabo's own quotes from back yeah. in the day yeah. of talking about adapting to change. And the, mm-hmm. the companies and the programs that make it are the ones that adapt and don't rest on their laurels. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably, you know, you could cycle through a dozen Dabo quotes. Let's just hope he sees it on his way to campus. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I would also like to call on a full boycott by Tiger fans of Chipotle.
0: <laughs> I mean, welcome to Moe's, baby. Look, we couldn't run the ball on on Saturday. I'm trying to, get, I don't know where I'm going. With that. I I I also heard somebody say that like. They really like, yeah,
2: being a quarterback means you got to stand in front of the camera and like own up to the game and all this stuff. But it's like nobody puts a camera in front of like the offensive line's face or the offensive line coach's face and be like, hey, how come we could literally get nothing done on the ground? And how come the quarterback was sacked five freaking times, you know, against the quote unquote best line or
0: most depth you've had in forever? Like, so you know what I, I think, you know, what I want to hear the rest of the season, guys the o-line as a finalist for the best o-line in the country award Who is honestly making, i want to just yeah
1: who's doing this Who, who's making these nominations
2: someone's just trolling us is did the Luke, babylon Luke, it's right lou there. holtz
0: it's lou holtz definitely yeah. holtz. definitely lou. <laughs> the onion <laughs> the onion college football division yeah for yeah. sure their their desk their sports mm-hmm. desk Wonder if um, all right. Our
1: PSS. So grade. guys,
0: uh, offense, defense, special teams. What do you think? No, uh, I mean this. Like, <laughs> this is yet, yet another example here of an amazing defensive effort for the most yep. part for the first three quarters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The time of possession, Ben. I'm I'm starting to wade back through my flashbacks of Saturday. We were talking about it was something like what 38 to 22 uh, time of possession. And when you do that to a defense that isn't, I mean, we've got, you know, decent amount of depth, but not at every position. No, They're they were running had, the ball yeah. well.
1: They had 15 more minutes time of possession. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. Which, you know, a whole quarter of football. Right. Um, than we did. And so by that point in the game towards the end, I mean, the defense was gas. I mean, that is a huge time of possession difference. Like absolutely yeah. massive. I have That's not. It's like triple
2: option that. Paul Johnson. shit.
1: Yeah, I have not seen like anything that 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 big of a gap in a long time, especially with a supposedly good football team. Um,
0: <coughs> right.
1: Yeah, it was just looking at these stats makes me angry. Mm-hmm.
0: So, nine, okay, point nine Guys,
1: yards per rush.
0: Let's find the silver lining and the the optimism and the room for hope to creep into our dark hearts. <laughs> let's go each phase for me on the offense. I think. And again, it's it's hard to say these things and then not be a little bit disappointed that they only show up in select moments this year and weren't consistent throughout. Jake Brading still had an amazing game. Uh, five catches, 126 yards, most receiving yards in a single. He had the single game record for a tight end school record. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns, 50 yard touchdown, which was amazing. Uh, that, but that wasn't even the more impressive touchdown. I think the catch in the end zone. Uh, mm-hmm. Late late in the game was was amazing as well, or in the yeah. third quarter, getting the um, knee down. So he had a great yeah he had a great game. Great to see the coaching staff call some plays up the middle the seam route and use Jake Brittingstool as a receiver. I think we've all been calling for that on this show. So you know let's find our silver linings on offense. Cave <laughs> did throw for three hundred yards, uh, pretty accurate for the most part, and he did have the pick. Um, and we had some fumbles, but five sacks. So not the O-line's best night, but, um, yeah, I'm going with Brenningstool for my, my bright spot.
1: Boy, offensive player of the game, Jake Brenningstool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody else is going to challenge him there.
2: Right. What's your, what's an offensive, I'll, I'll go from something from the offensive side of the ball. That was uh, a silver lining. Um, I, I, thought and you could tell that the game plan originally was to be very aggressive. First play you're throwing the fade to Bo Collins. You know, we attacked that like twice, just can't get separation to uh, save our lives. So yeah, it's like, it felt like they had a game plan where they wanted to be aggressive and we just got in our own way. Um, And then bonus, uh, I did love seeing Adam Randall get um, a really great catch, split some defenders and be like a shoelace away from, Potentially a touchdown.
1: So, and that was like the first drive of the game, and we never saw him again. Um, I mean, I think what it all comes down to is we can't we can't run the ball because our offensive line is garbage. I mean, it's plain and simple. Mm-hmm. If 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 you're going to be so one dimensional like that, like pathetically one dimensional, um, then teams are just going to sit back in coverage and defend you that way, mm-hmm. and then you can't execute on that. And then what do you have? You've got, you know, over 400 yards. Well, 345 yards, almost 350 yards of just going absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Kate had 314 yards passing, but we had 31 yards rushing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what else? Yeah,
0: they're they're happy to give him, you know, whatever looks. Yeah. And to your point, Jarrett receivers weren't always willing to get open or make the catch or you know Cade sailed some balls too like there's that the first was it the first series where we ended up having the fumble he overthrew Tyler Brown and then it's or maybe that was in overtime I don't know which which series inside the five was more frustrating guys when were these crazy plays that happened it's hard to hard to remember yeah I've got CTE from watching this team this year yeah it's difficult. Um, so well, yeah, even, you know. and that's
2: the thing. When we
1: did get it going, then the turnovers come into play. So it's the ability to run the ball on the ground of the turnovers. Actually, in this game, we had some, you know, several um, big plays that we haven't seen at the Clemson offense this year. You talked, you know, Brennan still had the big one. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Antonio and Randall each had one over thirty yards. Bo Collins had a twenty-eight yarder. Um, Tyler Brown mm-hmm. twenty-one. So we were getting longer passing plays and racking up the yards after catch. So that was a positive sign. Um, and yes, Bernie had a great game, but it, it, I mean, it but you just wasted it, right? Yeah.
2: We just hilariously get in our own way. Like it's, it's like uh, you almost couldn't make it more obvious that we were trying to lose the game.
1: Yeah. We just keep giving the ball away mm-hmm. to, to the other team. or scoring points for them. And mm-hmm.
2: that's I tweeted mad. out
0: Clemson finds ways to shoot its foot at an elite level yeah somebody said on twitter as well where it was like wouldn't be surprised
2: if we ran the ball into the wrong end zone and thought we scored." <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah uh, that's all he silver lining on defense
0: yes um jalen phillips is a boss yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: that stop on a fourth down conversion uh, yeah just a stick a stick it was good Um, that was the first one that came to mind, Jarrett. I'm sure there are others. Um, it's just hard, hard to expect Mm -hmm. a defense to hold up like that. Um, you know, being on the field that long, I think we continue to have run game difficulty and Mm -hmm. Notre Dame is just going to exploit the hell out of that. So I mean, Kate, Kate that's for a silver lining. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean,
2: that's good. Jalen Phillips is definitely, that was a great play. Really heads up play by a fourth or fifth year guy. I'd love to see it. Um, Yeah, Cade's, when you're, when your quarterback's 0 for six in the fourth quarter, it's like really tough to not be on the field for 18 minutes or whatever. Right. Right. It's only 15 minutes in a quarter, but
1: they didn't have um, a play on our side of the field until the second half and we lost. No, 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 Ben.
0: It was till like three minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. And we still lost. It's so bad. That's why it's like this team, it's 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 not even that we're like losing and we're sad. It's like the
2: uncomprehensible, inconceivable ways that we have to just give the game away.
1: It's a comedy of errors. Yeah. It's like it literally is, it's a joke. Watching that mm-hmm. football team is just a joke. It's something that, I mean, I remember during the middle of the run, right? in the 20 teens late mid late 20 teens and we were all asking ourselves you know we had deshaun and we looked trevor lawrence is coming and then we have dj coming and you were just sitting there, like oh man when is this going to end you know having to budget for national championship trips every year and then bam before you know it that's how it ends like just straight into the ground <clears throat> like i don't know ben
0: i think it's been a slow burn like it has been we've gotten by on talent for so long like but for, for mm-hmm. my, with elite talent for so long i mean i think the the foundation has been flimsy for a while True. um like since since i with, came without without tl and etn in 2020.
1: well it has it has been but we were able to mask those things um mean, part of that playing in the acc in a weaker schedule allows you to win more yes. games yes. um But I guess just the final downfall was just like, I didn't see this coming this year. I thought last year was going to be it. And that was kind of the end of the slow decline. But instead of, you know, starting to turn the corner and and head back up, we just, just fell off a cliff.
0: Well, we, we, Ben, you and I talked about in this season preview show. This is like a new chapter in the Dabo era. That's what we kind Mm -hmm. of referred to the transition from last year to this year. And, you know, he's taking a big step with Garrett Riley and with replacing DJ. I hate this book. Um, Yeah. It's a a horror, horror epic in his career, but um, I guess I hope that that's true, but I um, again, we got to see. We talked about this after Duke and and FSU guys that were like, it's too early to be thinking about and hoping for specific stuff in the offseason. Like there's still Mm -hmm. stuff you gotta, you gotta hope to see the rest of the way. Not now. I think for me, yeah, like not now, but even for me, it's like, how do we keep the recruits engaged? How do we keep the elite talent that is on this roster? Give them reasons to believe, reasons to believe Mm -hmm. it can get better, that they will, they will, we will get back to competing for a conference title. Good Lord. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's a goal now, all of a sudden even competing for a conference title. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to see some signs of life, I think, out of this program. And some fight. That'd be cool. Like some pride. Not just from, Mm -hmm. I don't mean the players show pride. I mean, just like the staff figure the shit out. Yeah. Starts at the top. I mean, do you guys, do you guys think Dabo is like, it likes being a head football coach right now?
1: No, I don't think he Probably enjoys. I like it. Yeah, I don't think he enjoys losing. Um, that's good. I mean, nobody does. No head football coach does. And yeah. Again, he I doesn't. But I guess a, like
0: the what it takes to win—that's what I'm concerned about. Him not like right. enough to throw it all away. You know.
1: Yeah. Does he have the stomach for adapting to you know the new reality in college football? correct
2: um, this is this is going to be the year we're going to find out i think this i mean okay so let's just say we i mean we could easily be seven and five at, almost at best we're going to be seven and five right and name, so we name could, the three wins Jarrett. yeah it would be georgia tech south carolina nc state but those could all and be maybe lost. a bowl
1: so that's best, you're right well. that's that's best case scenario is we in yeah. the regular season seven and five best mm-hmm. case and we win a bowl
2: Yeah, well, I'm saying, like, even just regular season, it's like we could be, you know, four and eight, five and seven. And I think that I I really don't wish this on the program for the recruits and the perception and all this kind of stuff. But I feel like that's the only thing that's going to, like, shake Dabo out of this mess that he has built and realize, like, oh, well, if I don't change a lot of this shit, then you know there's they're not going to keep me around for another year of that because if you do two years back to back of you know fifth, you know 500 or whatever six and six or less then yeah we are we don't care how many natties you have it's like the the memory is short and the needs are high i mean i think i think he has yeah
1: he has and so has a longer leash than that i'm not saying it's much longer but um, I mean, it's a good question. Do we even get to a bowl game this year, right? Um, yeah. Now, that's going to take one more win. And you're like, surely we'll get, or sorry, two more wins. And you're like, surely right. we'll get two more wins. Um, but you look at that and you're like, I don't know. Like I could, the way that we played the last two games, I can see us losing the last five games on our schedule. Yeah.
0: It's not about the Duke and FSU games. It's about the Wake Forest and Miami games. Yeah, And exactly. what that just with that revealed first half against Charleston Southern right mm-hmm. exactly it's yeah. like the, this team and you can call playing down to your opponent um man this team plays even below that opponent
1: and you know what my worst well, freaking nightmare yeah. would be you know what my worst freaking nightmare would be is that this team ends up Carolina season.
0: preventing us from a bowl
1: um <laughs> no because well I don't know that's almost mercy um us ending five and seven, but because of who we are, like Clemson being one of those ridiculous five loss teams to fill out a crappy bowl game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bull the bowl team, we've got a good graduation rate. So yeah, we, we get a bowl game regardless of that. Yeah, like a December fifteenth bowl. And then what do you <laughs> think, Ben? We we get our ass kicked by Western Michigan. Is that like your Yeah. Your well, I mean like James Georgetown.
1: Madison is in the top twenty five now. Sometimes I just they're like not the,
0: bowl eligible. But yeah,
1: Tulane. Oh, yeah, they still have to sit out. Um, Now we're going to get somebody worse than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a MAC team or Brown, the Humanitarian Bowl, whatever the equivalent of that is. (laughs) Maybe
1: play like Fresno State in the Holiday Bowl or something and go to San Diego.
0: I mean, that'd be, sign me up for that.
1: Yeah. I'd go to San Diego. I might not go to the game.
0: I might not come (laughs) back. Last
2: time I went to San Diego was was a close call coming out, (laughs) getting out of there. It's a wonderful place. Uh, it, it, is, um, it is gorgeous. Yes. So if, if you think Dabo finishes the regular season, let's just say five and seven and then six and six next year, Ben, you think he's got leash to go uh, into the 23rd season? That?
0: Yeah. A season after that, after where we've been so far.
2: So here's the deal. For tires? Yeah.
0: Answer the question, man. But I want to, Bring up a different point that we've been discussing.
1: Yeah, I think he could between this year and next year finish. Could miss bowl games. We're not. We're not firing him
0: over that. And so we got to look back at Bobby Bowden. You guys remember why Bobby Bowden was ultimately let go? Obviously, he cancel a culture. Games, but <laughs> cancel culture. No, it's because he would not move on from his son. Jeff Bowden as their OC. Like he was just like steadfast, stubborn in his way of running the program his way. He'd earned it. Damn it. I built this thing from nothing. Uh, Like all that. Guess who Dabo's idol in coaching is? Robert Bowden. Let me guess. Yes. So.
1: Okay. Come on. He's not that old yet. Like that, that was probably cause Bobby was getting a
0: little senile. I'm sure there is an element of that but there's it's just actions like I Dabo's think but my point screen my screen point you know? is my point is Jarrett I think Clemson boosters will not be as patient as Florida State boosters were mm-hmm. and oh no if in the next two seasons like if we go 5 and 7 and 6 and 6 but Dabo is like got a new staff taking at least some kind of non 6 year graduate whatever quarterback from the portal but earnestly using the portal like if there's signs of adaptation yes i think he survives that no problem i think if he is just like head in the sand antagonizing fans more like the chatter is just gonna get louder and louder yeah. i don't think he gets a third year if if it's just head in the sand mode for two for the next two then
1: well i think at that point that he probably leaves coaching mm-hmm um so that's yeah that. I, I think like, he's smart enough yeah. to see that like hey i'm not you know that goes against it's my philosophy or my morals yeah. to 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 to, you know coach this way or to approach building a football team this way so peace out yeah i'm gonna take my millions i'll sit yeah. on the lake my three sweeney boys mm-hmm.
2: yeah um we to be clear we want Dabo and the program to be insanely successful like the last thing we oh, want yeah. is for this to become reality but we're just we have to go there because we're just not seeing anything that tells us things are going to change other than some coach speak be here or there or blah 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 or maybe and maybe he takes one or two <coughs> people off staff and replaces them but it's like the the reality of what needs to be done is like do we think that he's capable of making large sweeping changes and i don't
0: i, I haven't seen it well, and I think there's that's a non-zero it, that, chance that he's that petty or stubborn. I, I that think that's what
1: it really happen. comes down to, though. Like this, this football team finishes at like six and six next year. If Davo doesn't clean house and replace a lot of coaches, like just plain and simple, maybe even worse, you maybe even mm-hmm. see, uh, start to see a continued decline because our defense is going to take a bit of a step back next mm-hmm. year. And oh, Where yes. are we getting better on offense? Wide receiver? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Not a running
2: back. Not a Not running a, back. Offensive line. Yeah. Um, um and but if but happens- if he,
1: but that's the thing. There is so much enough talent on this team that if he does these things and bring in really well-respected and competent and experienced coaches to coach these kids, this team could be sniffing the playoffs again next year because the talent's there. On paper, it's there. It's all there. So just this coaching staff is unable to do
0: anything with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because they don't know how to do anything with it or they're handcuffed. I mean, that, that is what gives me optimism, Ben. <clears throat> and we we talked about it, this crew, um, on our group chat. Like, that, we don't want to see Clemson move away from Dabo. Dabo is... Like clearly he's been in the mountaintop twice. Like he's an elite program builder. He's an elite program runner. Um, Obviously there are better head coaches that you could potentially get, you know, to dial up an offense or whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, I think just for Clemson to like with certain adjustments of experienced coaching staff, proper recruiting and roster development, like this could bounce back to in very short order, a playoff contending team and yeah the playoffs gonna expand the path gets easier i mean to like a championship contending team it won't take mm-hmm. much clemson has done it before dab the right guy to do it he just has to want to be able to or he, he just has to accept the moves to adapt that are required and it's craziness that that's not a given mm-hmm. um but i don't know if you like all drama he, in your life this is all he needs drama. to do
1: all he needs yeah. to do is make better decisions as the head football coach. Yeah, that easy. And he's done that
2: before.
0: He has. Yeah. So, you know, there's some optimism that Graham Neff will force him to do it so we can uh, join a better conference. That's Alex Kraft's uh, take on the matter. Or that Dabo will ultimately come around. He's just, you know, stubborn and coming around to it. And really, he's, he's just gambling and playing with, uh, credibility that he has earned and so like he doesn't really owe us that much because he earned it but um it's just disappointing it just sucks it's taken like over three years to bottom out to your point ben and may we may not already be at the bottom so i don't think uh, we are it's real disappointing and just yeah. to not be able to parlay the 2016 2018 national championships five straight years of the playoffs to so not parlay that into rock solid hires that set you up for the next half decade and a sustained recruiting advantage in the 5 mm-hmm. and 4 star categories in key talent pockets and to let a team like Georgia emerge and now dominate the sport mm-hmm. <laughs> to let Jim Harbaugh be relevant in the sport is just it, it, it's it's uh, negligence well, well, our ball that's, is only going to be relevant so far so long
2: as the NCAA isn't done in jail with all this stuff. he will just go to the NFL. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, well, totally, yeah. I think you, I mean, that that's the crux of the matter here is point blank, plain and simple, that, you know, when Clemson on, as Clemson was riding at success, Dabo became complacent on his coaching hires and started hiring mm-hmm. from within. Unexperienced guys, um, and here we are. This team is yeah. not a well-coached football team. They don't play like a well-coached football team. They don't look like a well-coached football team. We see bad coaching of this football team with our own eyes. It's just not a good coaching staff, and that's where it all begins. That's it. Yeah. Well-coached. What do you think? What do, do you think high school
0: coaches see? Hands. What do you think high school coaches and recruiter recruit handlers see? Uh, they definitely p- see it.
1: Potential job openings for themselves.
2: <laughs>
0: if you're from Pelham, Alabama. You're, <laughs> you're right about that. Yeah. Or if you were, if you bumped or into Grayson. that about the grocery store
2: one time.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, for now, like what we have to look forward to the rest of the season, it's going to be painful. Um can this team pull themselves together um emotionally and get better improve over the rest of the season i have little confidence in that
2: yeah yeah telly i got something for you and ben of course and the listeners and like Um, me yeah, you sound—you sound like you're slowly like sinking into a ditch, <laughs> which we all are. So I'm in um, the ditch of despair over here. Yeah, also known as Columbia, South Carolina. Some of us, some of us. Um, so somebody posted this on Twitter, and I can't exactly see who originally made this chart. So shout out to whoever did. Um, I think Clemson Yoda tweeted it, but yeah, it's a chart. And it's we're, we're going to ask the question here, who of these coaches is the best coach? So they're broken into categories, friends and former players, hires from an analyst or no personal connection, and an external hire. So so friends or former players, CJ Spiller's been there for three years. Tyler Grisham been there for four years. Thomas Austin, two years, Lemansky Hall, six years, Mickey Khan, seven years. So out of those, who's the best coach? I mean, I'm going to say Mickey or, uh, yeah. Mickey Conn.
1: Uh, Either him or Levansky Hall.
2: Yeah, but it's not Spiller. It's not Grisham. It's not Austin, right?
1: Not based on what we can see.
2: Yeah. And then for people that were analysts or no personal connection, you got Kyle Richardson, he's been here two years, Wes Goodwin in this role, two years. I mean...
1: Going West. Our defense is yeah. actually decent.
2: Yep, yeah. And external hires, you got Garrett Riley, Nick Eason, and Mike Reed. Mike Reed. I mean, those are the three Just best based... coaches on the staff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the external ones really, truly are like... And, and then after all, that they're, comes they're, the analysts.
1: They're, and they're all on defense.
0: Well, Garrett <laughs> Riley's on offense
1: oh oh, you yeah. meant the three in that that column gotcha
0: yeah so I guess Jarrett like you wanted the best coach in each group but when I look when I think about the whole list it's the external hires and the no personal connection analyst hires which you would imagine are very merit based mm-hmm. relatively speaking because there's you know yeah um, those are I mean that 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 quintet Seem to be uh-huh. the ones that you would you would retain if you had yeah. a chance to wipe the slate completely clean. And I mm-hmm. told you you can only keep five assistants from this staff. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone you would swap out, swap in from the Friends of Former Players group?
2: Mm, I mean, maybe
0: Mickey Khan, but
2: you know when you look at the the friends and former players, the the biggest weakness is. The skill positions in the O-line, literally the running back, the receivers and the offensive line, like the most important parts of the offense are
0: um, guys with no experience. Yeah, I I hate it for guys like CJ, where he is really getting his start and may have Mm -hmm. like a really strong, bright future in college football. I I just don't think Clemson as your first Mm -hmm. job is like appropriate or correct. And yeah, could you learn on the job if he was the only only such staffer? Absolutely, I think he could, especially if mm-hmm. we had a nice runway of Will Shipley and <laughs> Phil Maffa, and mm-hmm. uh, then all he has to do is really land like one recruit, keep the lights on, bridge the gap. But uh-huh. the problem is CJ Spiller is doing this in an offense where the other playmaker positions and the uh-huh. O-line blocking for you are also underdeveloped by an under, or an inexperienced coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't hire a college grad to be a
2: senior VP at Google or whatever. Like they're gonna they're gonna get their head ripped off. Right? And it's not their fault that they were put in that position. I mean Yeah, I can't believe they gave Telly a job either, Jared. True. It's true. They keep giving him more jobs. <laughs> well, that's all I gotta say about that chart.
0: I just, yeah, I mean, you know, I, seeing it in front of you is pretty eye-opening you, when you're like, does that chart, does that chart Jarrett have their current contracts on it? I'd be curious to know which decisions are ultimately going to either, need to either land in an extension or hit the road. Um, like who's locked down for an extension? I think you said sure. Nick Easton and Mike Reed were the guys that had extensions. Garrett Riley, he must have had more than a one-year contract, I would think, to take the position. Mm-hmm. Um and then I don't know beyond that, who on this staff has longevity, but um, and um it's not like Clemson, if someone has a three-year deal, wouldn't walk away from them. I mean, I think they'll pay buy yeah. whatever buyout is involved if they want to make that move. I'm just curious, like which decisions are definitely getting made one way or the other. And I, I think Thomas Austin <laughs> is on that list. I think either way, like
2: you said, there is just going to be a, there's the ability to just say like everybody is on the chopping block if they have to be, if Dabo makes a call if Nef- and Clemens make the
0: call. Yeah. I just, I do know that there is with recruits, recruits commit to assistance a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I don't think there's a ton of wisdom in signaling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone's on the chopping block. Cause then if I'm, you know, Dave Doran, or I'm just I'm, I'm not going to Kirby Smart's level. Like who is mm-hmm. Clemson really competing with for certain recruits? Um, mm-hmm. If I'm an opposing recruiting coordinator, all I'm I'm just putting rat poison in the ears of recruits. Then about Clemson. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I so mean, like, but he's you not may not be
0: there. Like come come stay with me. You may not. We not- deserve it.
1: You may not lose a recruit Tully to your point because of an assistant coach leaving or being fired, but you can draw recruits based on the quality of assistance that you have, because those are going to be those kids position group coaches. And if those guys in those positions have themselves (laughs) sent a lot of kids to the NFL from that position group, then that's going to be attractive
2: um,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to the players. coming. But if you look, what you're talking about is the 2025
0: class. You're talking about the 2025 class. I mean, the 2024 class, like we're not gonna, Dabo's not gonna wake up tomorrow, fire Austin or Grisham or Spiller mm-hmm. or, or Hall or Kahn and immediately be able to make a sufficiently good hire to retain or go chase net new recruits for the signing day coming up in December, right? So mm-hmm. like, what do yeah, you, you let that go. All we yeah. can do is, yeah, like uh, we don't address coaching staff changes. We sign the December class as is, we make our moves after signing day and then hopefully we're in the right time position to hire the assistance that Clemson really needs
1: I say and you sort of I say, I say you start evaluating now and as soon as mm-hmm. your last game of the regular season is over you're ready to pull the trigger on you know the person if the person you think is the best or is a home run hire becomes available don't worry about the recruits yeah you yeah I agree yeah,
2: I agree. There's plenty of instances of them having like new coordinators at schools for the bowl game and stuff. And we didn't wait oh, yeah. until signing day for the to get treated to the curb, whatever he did, if he swung it down or who knows. No, well, no, it
0: was, it was after the orange bowl. So. Oh yeah. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. But we, didn't wait until, day we didn't wait until February signing day. I'd rather everyone signs in December, Jarrett. We didn't get uh, any I guess I could... in the second wave. Yeah. At least it doesn't, it doesn't matter. has been a while since the outside. four star, five stars.
1: It doesn't matter when it, it doesn't matter if kids sign and signatures mean nothing. Like you mm-hmm. could fire the assistant coach after that, and then they'll just hit the portal as soon as it opens up if they want to. Yeah. And they'll transfer right, right away to the school that they were gonna that was second behind Clemson, you know. Well, um, I think
0: it just becomes a sell a sales job for Dabo at that point or him and Garrett Riley to say, like, we got our guys now, like come still be a part yeah. of us. I mean, it is what it is, guys. Like, we're in this position. We probably deserve it. You want to mm-hmm. make some an omelet? You got to break some eggs. And it may, we yeah. may have a down recruiting class this year. That's mm-hmm. what freaking happens when you, you know, roll this kind of thing out. Just fix it, Deva. She had get up yeah. the lot. We'd yeah. love to have you. We'd love long to long have long. you at Clemson for a while. You got to play the game, though. Yeah, I'd love to see
1: you be around here to the point where you've earned twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, you know me too. that means a lot we'll of good money. Happen.
2: I I would love him to have such a legacy. They peel Frank Howard's name off the stadium and put up Dabo's.
0: Not going to happen as is. We need more. Yeah. Nope. But. It's out there. Dabo's like, what, like 53 years old? You know? Mm-hmm. Plenty of time. But please do it soon.
2: Yeah, like next season at the latest.
0: Okay. Special teams. Mm-hmm. Silver lining. Jarrett, go. I think we had um, we had no blocked punts. So
2: pretty excited about that. And pun- punting's been better this year. There was one that was a little short and went out of bounds. But overall, um, yeah.
1: Uh, Jonathan bites two for two on field goals with a long of forty-one and two for two on extra points. So we got a solid
2: kicker.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You mean Marshall Matters? Got a really. He, he looks. He doesn't have the the Wall Street look. Let's just say that. <laughs> He's yeah. definitely punted on his finance career at this point. Straight out of two thousand. Things can change. Yeah, he's definitely like got a good luck to him. Yeah, downloaded Napster on the way to the stadium.
1: <laughs> I mean, he wasn't Florida. He is four or five
2: from uh, thirty to forty-nine yards. Yeah, that's more than Robert Gunn could ever do. Granted, his long is forty-one. So,
0: I mean, are, is Dabo going to like run? Like, I don't know. This is like so minor, but is Robert Gunn going to be on the team next year? Like, yeah, I don't know. If he is, you'd think you'd want to get him some reps right now. We are mathematically eliminated from everything. So (laughs) now, yeah, (laughs) now is the time to like prepare for the future. I feel like Mm -hmm. just in terms of like guys we like to see get reps the rest of the way.
1: Well, and that's why the rest of the way I, I, I stick with your. Younger offensive linemen like Mitchell Mays doesn't really need to to play. Thank
0: thank you for your service. Yeah. Big Zach in there.
1: Harris Sewell should be in there playing. Um, You know, Sadler Mm -hmm. should probably be playing more than Lay at this point. Um,
0: Yeah, I agree. Let's get Flapjack Owens in there. You may be red Mm churning, but that means you can play what, three games, four games? something like that
1: yeah and i don't even get the red shirt thing anymore you know it's like why
0: yeah yeah just let people it's, play until they're especially 30. if they're really solid like they won't be here four years so yeah anyway Wow. Well, all right so. guys is that enough cheer for one night yeah, my cup is full of so much cheer; it's overflowing. <laughs> oh boy, started. it's hard, man. Ben, I guess we've potted for three lost teams before, but never a four-loss team. It's coming.
1: Yep, that's coming this year. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it could be our first—you know, five hundred or worse team as well.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's Wonder get it all out of the way in one year.
2: Five hundred. Yeah, I'm done with that. 2010,
0: Jarrett. That was six uh, and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. But yeah, I'm seeing this. honestly, to see. This, this team feels more like 2014 to me. I, I think the comparison game is a little bit silly, personally, but where it was like really good defense, couldn't quite put it together, very close games where, I mean, we definitely should have beat FSU that year and mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of a mess, but ready for greatness after that. I don't know that, yeah. that's, that that part describes this team as much, but um, I just remember that being a very frustrating season because mm-hmm. it was, at that point, we had not gotten to the mountaintop at all. So it was very much mm-hmm. like, is this thing ever going to happen? Can we ever get out of our own way? Will, can we ever mm-hmm. get things to line up on both sides of the ball? Um, mm-hmm. And here, last one, two, three years, has been defense is good when's the offense going to turn around i think next year the defense is going to be a lot worse we're, it just, is, not gonna have, yeah. we're just not going to have the depth that mm-hmm. we have this year i,
2: I saw the depth chart and it's we're going to be a top 50 at it's best big. yeah the it's linebacker we're going to be is hurting yeah so bad um yeah we got to hit the portal is... for
0: linebackers dude there's no choice yeah like that yeah. has to be part of the equation Otherwise, like, what are you doing? You're starting true yeah. freshman. They're, de- they're in
1: defensive end.
2: <clears throat> right. I'm going
0: to be so and, livid if we don't line. make a single transfer.
2: I will, uh, I will I will come on every podcast and just like bitch and moan and complain. I don't even know that I'll do that. I'll probably just be like, well, here we are. We saw it coming.
0: <laughs> You're going to take it. We know.
2: It's okay. We haven't had a... The worst season we've had in a long time was 98 when we were in three and eight,
0: but that That's was before.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. That
0: was Tommy I West. I don't remember that. This is last year. That was, guess who was the starting quarterback? Brandon Streeter. Oh, uh,
2: gross. Yes. That explains it.
1: Well, 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 I don't know about you guys, but I'm really looking forward to our debut on the CW network. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this weekend.
0: Two PM. Two PM you
2: can game. Catch, catch up on Animaniacs, the Dawson's Creek, and <laughs> a little Clemson football.
0: You know, it was and one thing week, we got the next two- week we gotta do the Dawson's Creek theme song. <laughs> yeah. It was
1: one thing to get the two PM game against Charleston Southern, but like NC State, come on. Like we we've we've sunken that low. And it's not NC State's fault, it's our fault. Let's be real. It's our
2: fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. We haven't had to blame on them.
2: It. Any chance I get?
1: And I swear <laughs> to God, if Dave Dorn gets excited after they beat us, I'm gonna fly there myself and smack
2: <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna take that cigarette, cigar right out of his mouth.
1: There's nothing
2: to celebrate. No, after beating this yeah. football team. Okay, are we ready to be, you know, four and eight? Five and seven. Where and do we realistically
1: see it? Let's let's talk about that. Where do we realistically see this going? Like we cannot possibly play as bad on offense as we had as we have the oh, last cool. two games, but can we? You know, it's risky. Well, that. I would never well, say that.
0: Turnover turnovers are a function of luck. <laughs> Obviously, if your players are just like reckless with the ball, that's mm-hmm. not luck. But if if that luck does turn slightly in Clemson's favor, I think we handily beat. NC state, George tech and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So what does that put us? seven and five? I think mm-hmm. seven and five is my, I won't say it's the floor. I think my case is, I think, I think eight and four is our ceiling. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think no. Yeah. I think eight and four is our ceiling. Yeah. One more loss. Notre Dame. It's going to be Notre Dame. Mm. Yeah, just because um, what Miami does well, my uh, Notre Dame does even better. They run the ball well. They they will beat us in the trenches. Everything oh, else, yeah. I think we're we have believe it or not, I think we have better receiver skill positions. And mm-hmm. yeah, Sam Hartman's Wiley, but um, I think I think overall, top to bottom, our defense is better than theirs. Mm-hmm. But they they're gonna run it down our throat.
2: Put me down for a ceiling of seven and five and a floor of five and seven. What do you think, Ben? Wow.
1: Um,
2: That's tough to say.
1: Yeah, I got a seven and five at, at best. Like, I, I can't see us beating Notre Dame um, or North Carolina at this point i mean what Out,
0: outgunning unc yeah, sure yeah, these, seems far fetched
1: yeah exactly i yeah. think we're going to hang with them as they're putting
0: up points? But how how different are we offensively from last year's offense that beat their or, ass <laughs> like we're worse. let's let's go let's go top i we're a lot worse we may feel worse but looks worse like go down the roster what what sucked about this game, we haven't mentioned his name because we didn't really break the game down because we're like, you know, we're a free podcast, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Antonio Williams re-aggravated his injury. Like, he's not yeah. there. Um, what's the dude that blew up in Cole Turner? He won't be there yeah. for the UNC mm-hmm. game. But I don't know. I they everyone claims their defense is better this year. UVA mm-hmm. just put it to him. Yeah. I think we could beat UNC guys. I'm not that down on it. I think we can. I don't believe that we will. I just
2: don't believe in this deep. I'll say it. I hate to say it. Don't come after me. But and
1: that's that's the thing, Tully. When you start looking back at the players from last year and you say compare them I and be like, or
0: is this Yeah, that like Salato seems better yeah. than Cole Turner.
1: But the problem is when you have bad coaches, like those more experienced <laughs> guys may get worse, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. And if they've quit on the season or, you know, like, somewhat given up a little bit. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we're quite there yet, but it's fair. It's tough. Culture seems broken, guys. Yeah. Who would have thought? That's the part that's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I blame the slide. Next slide. So let's let's talk about coaching hires though and I, I we don't need to make like predictions or a wish list or anything for the positions but like do you think a few assistant swaps here and there and then agreeing to take like a couple linebackers couple dns an O lineman, maybe a receiver and a running back out of the portal like all these people need to work together like do we act like what does that do to generally like the culture of this program and Like, do you think Dabo can land the plane with that? Or can he sell that to recruits that he said, I'll never replace you with a transfer in the living room? Like, things like this. Like, I, I know what we want to be done. And let's say Dabo buys into that. Like, how difficult is implementing that into a culture that rejected that notion for a long time?
1: Well, I think what you have to do. I mean, we're we're calling for wholesale change, especially in the offense. But uh, I mean, realistically, to be a, to clean house like that, I think to your point, right? You're right there, Tully. Like, that's tough, right? From a culture it's tough perspective, to do all in one off-season. point of view. So, yeah. you know, obviously, we're going to give Garrett Riley the pass. Um, now, you look at the other four position coaches um offensive line wide receiver tight end running back I think the two that definitely have to go and th- I did not think this was going to be the case at the beginning of the season but offensive line Thomas Austin Austin and Grisham at wide receiver um the two that I could you know consider staying but still in the short lease, Kyle Richardson at tight end and C.J. Spiller running back um if you if you had to break it down and say you're not you know doing a getting rid of them all at once. And then that maintains a little bit of continuity and familiarity with a couple of coaches, um, in the culture and you address some of your weak spots or your two main weak spots, glaring weak spots on the offense. Um,
0: and those are, those are, yeah, I agree with you, Ben. Cause, cause
1: it's cause it's hard to, too. it's hard if you're, if your offensive line can't run block, it's kind of hard to blame your running backs coach. Although the ball can, the ball security issues, right? That's not right. that's coachable. And it's just inexplicable at this point. Like they're juniors. They've been playing every year they've been here. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. where's that coming from? There's certainly grounds to move on, pin some of that on CJ and move on.
1: Absolutely. And I I mean, again, I I think all four of those names that I mentioned, um, there is a good argument uh, to be made for why they shouldn't uh, be on this coaching staff anymore. But are you going to fire them all at once? I mean, if
0: CJ Spiller was like a hire from, you know, Wyoming that happened to be in that role, and we saw the fumble luck, he probably would be shown the door. And that is the problem with Nepo hires is there's going to be other factors and longer leashes for Mm -hmm. reasons that have nothing to do with quality of football on the field. And Mm -hmm. like you try to, we generally that gets weeded out of corporations, although obviously not all the time, but Mm -hmm. um, that's why I I reject it out of hand in the football program. Mm -hmm. Or it's like guilty till proven innocent, you know? Someone's got even like a higher bar of performance, I feel like. Yeah, anyway, I, I agree with you, Ben. I think it's like kind of do a little bit of like a half measure on offense. But the most glaring critical positions definitely O-line, and I would say receiver development. What about defense?
1: I mean, I, I have a tough time with the defense because – You know, I hear what some people are saying about Wes Goodwin. Yes, the defense has taken a step back. um, But that was, again, that was always going to happen after Brenton Vittables. I think the whole situation is kind of um, magnified just because you brought in Wes at the same time you brought in Brandon Streeter to, you know, never before – or two inexperienced coordinators. Streeter had the time at Richmond. Wes Goodman, Goodwin did have some time as an analyst in the NFL, so he got that going for him. But, I mean, overall, like, the defense, I felt like they played well. They've kept us in all the games this year. Um, yeah. Yes, there's been some issues. Um, the linebackers haven't looked um, as dynamic as they were last year. We thought they would be coming into the season's potentially the best linebacker deal in the country. And you can pin that part of it on Wes Goodwin because he is their position coach. So I wonder at the very least, like, do you bring in a a specific linebackers coach and have Wes just focus on coordinating the defense? Um,
0: I think especially because like Mickey Khan can be like, he already is a co DC. So any of the admin stuff already, that guy's taking care of those duties. Um, I think you can condense the defensive line into one coach. Maybe Nick Easton's up to that task. I'm not saying Lemansky Hall is like the odd man out then, but um, to have two D-line coaches and force your DC to do linebackers as well, I don't love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Garrett Riley's got quarterbacks, but it would also be nice to gain an advantage so we can also have a special teams uh, coordinator or special teams assistant. On staff, Mike Reed right now is doing double duty, and I don't think special teams is anything to write home about.
1: Yeah, and I almost feel like at the linebacker position, you you want that—that's one of those positions where it just feels like it should be a guy that's played linebacker before, you know? Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and look at the situation on the team. Clemson's Mm -hmm. gonna have a shit ton of inexperience in trying to work guys in. Like they're gonna need a lot of coaching. Yep. And. Couple that with, we're going to have a ton of turnover in the secondary on the D line. West is going to have his hands full. So defensive end is going to be,
1: defensive end is going to be tricky. Um, I mean, we've got, we've got guys, you know, you're going to have Parker and Denoff come back, but the depth there is is certainly pretty shallow. Maybe we get the freshmen come in that can really, you know, we, we've had that this year, obviously right with woods and Parker had freshmen come in, in and then make big impacts. Um, right. More likely to do Good that. Guy. Definitely across the defensive line. Um, then you are going to be a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, but the secondary has improved this year. I mean, we've all seen the the rise of weight uh, of Nate Wiggins. Um, So again, the, the defense is by far not the problem on this football team. And are you really going to open up your pocketbooks to bring in guys with more experience than what you have now when that's just going to be wasted if your offense is still terrible? I think you got to bring the offense back up to speed first, at least to a comparable level of play as the defense um, before you start looking to kind of make wholesale adjustments on that side of the ball. Mm
0: -hmm. well a lot of homework for dabo for the remainder of the season a lot of soul searching moving into the offseason uh nc state this weekend guys up in raleigh that'll be a tough one they have brought in a new they had a transfer quarterback from virginia brennan armstrong come in he didn't really work out um they had a very highly touted freshman quarterback that they were hoping to red shirt. I'm not sure if he's gotten into games or not, but um, I think NC State defense seems to be their hallmark for the year, but they're just a really inconsistent team. They've definitely taken one or two steps back the last couple of years, um, which is funny because I kind of thought they would be one of the perennial thorns in the side of Clemson competing for the ACC title, but they've definitely taken steps back. We really should win, and it's just a matter of not making mistakes and going out there and doing it and executing. But I think the team gets worse throughout the season. So,
1: and, and it's at NC state. Like, I, I don't even know what should win means anymore. Are we still telling ourselves we should have beaten Duke?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think, I yeah, think you're right. We, I, I probably am. And I shouldn't be. <laughs>
2: yeah. I just want to sit back and relax and know that I don't have to read coach speak, know that I don't have to like make any big predictions. I'm just going to watch the games and make comments here or there. And I don't know, maybe just kind of dissociate a little bit because it's like, we know what's coming and this is going to be a season where we lose the 10 win streak, however many years it was, uh, things, things are going to change. We hope. And if they don't, then they're just going to get worse. And then they're really going to change.
1: All right. So, so how about, how about this scenario? Clemson wins out the rest of the season wins their bowl game. Okay. Then <laughs> it's just uh-huh. 10 and three <laughs> and no yep. changes are made. <laughs> and no
0: changes are made. That's my worst case scenario. <laughs> that's like, I'm not yeah, I'm not joking.
1: That, yeah. That's like
0: our worst nightmare. Um, It's awesome. That'd be great. It'd, it'd be probably pretty fun in the moment, but
1: oh yeah it would be amazing we'd, we'd end up with a really you good gotta game. eat your vitamins you know what i mean
0: we'd end up with a really good so, ball game
1: all right let's play that thing where we, we we do that we did you know after the florida state game or like or even after wake forest was like listen this team could this team is still good enough to win out and then we went out and mm-hmm. we're and we're 10 and are playing mental, 9, check, 9 and mental 3. chess a really good ball game and you know yeah
0: what's you know. what's our mental gymnastics to try to contort ourselves into positivity I guess, like, Later? let's say that does happen, Ben, and it's like, yeah, it's hallucinogens. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, like, is your question? Like, what bowl does that set us up for? Because it will not be a January six bowl. It will be a. I don't know the Cheez It Bowl or the Mayo Bowl. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's those. Those two are like our best case, best case scenario.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's insane. Uh,
2: yeah, I just I don't know. I think I just feel jaded from how much hype I bought into at the beginning of the season to where I just kind of want to like, almost like your friend's about to run face first into a wall and you said, Hey, don't do that. And they're still running full speed. And you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens.
0: I mean, that's I don't know if that's I would negative. Do. I would,
1: I would never warn any of my friends. I'd definitely wait start
0: recording that. on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, Jared, m- maybe the example is more like, you know, the, the parent with the kid in the hot stove mm-hmm. but uh as i say about that story like it depends how permanently damaged the various thing is that you're looking at and yeah i think there's permanent damage to touching a hot stove i think there's permanent mm-hmm. damage to really rooting for the team to go four and eight uh because i think there's gonna be long-term permanent effects of that or at least like it'll make the path back up out of that a lot harder yeah. in terms of t- talent acquisition so yeah what? i
2: just i, I want to be very clear uh, and I almost have to do a bernie sanders impression let me be very clear um in no scenario do i want us to be four and eight or seven and five i want us to somehow pull it out of thin air and be 10 and three that's what i want it's my negativity this whole show has been like what have i seen and therefore what do i expect and yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah what evidence do yeah, you
0: have yeah. that will be anything but <clears throat> six and six?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's like fool me yeah. once, shame on you. Fool me for the tenth time, not this time. You know? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. You know, not, right. not this. I'm the same way. I would love to see this team win out the rest of the season. My, my ultimate hope for the rest of the season is that we win out, go to a good bowl game, win that one, and then make a lot of changes in the coaching staff
0: yeah Dabo feels the close call and he's like i can't do that again you know we should have gone to the playoff this year
1: well i think somebody should remind him the funds in the winning
0: you gotta win yeah that's the key part of that that equation that mantra
2: sure do sure do fellas
0: all right well uh any other pearls of wisdom guys I
1: don't think so. Some uh, South Carolina fan came up to us at the bar. You guys guys were there. He brought us some shots. You know, kind of in our worst moment, you know, toward the end of the game, he's like, listen, I'm a South Carolina fan, but, you know, I'm pulling for Clemson. And he was, like, actually a really nice Gamecock fan and was, like, a really, really nice gesture. And that's the last thing I wanted to see at that point. Was was talk to
2: that guy <laughs> that was a nice gesture yeah i thought you were talking about the guy that walked by us and went go cox! like out of the corner of his mouth and then i turned and he was gone i was like you guys are two and five yeah
0: yeah
1: for every I and mean, for every can't even enjoy Gamecocks a two fans. and five season that's how bad it is by the game cox can't even yeah uh, something tells me we're getting a fight Oh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> Watch. We go. <laughs> we win the rest of the games. <clears throat> then we get in a fight in the South Carolina game. and We can't go to a bowl. <laughs> so we don't get a 10-win season. <laughs>
2: yeah. We can go to the UFC Bowl in Vegas.
0: Okay. I'm going to wrap us there, guys. I think we've, uh, mm-hmm. we've hit all the points. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back to recap the NC State game next week. Hope it's a win. Might not be a win. Might be a loss. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised if it's a loss. Um, But yeah.
2: Spooky things happen up
0: there. Yeah, that's a good point. It is going to be the Halloween weekend game for the textile bowl. Um, Anyway, you know, good to chop it up with you guys. I don't necessarily feel better after, but you know, we're duty bound to talk about it. So, yeah, um, I hope you all enjoyed. Thanks for sticking with us. And as always go Tigers.